Oh, input level. Hey, hey, woo! <laughs> hey, everybody. What's Hello. up? Hi. <laughs> this is Have Chris. You conquered it? Yeah. Right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Actual Eye Podcast. I'm Chris, and today we have a guest, and we're going to hopefully have really deep and intriguing conversations about the great mysteries of life. We'll see what happens. Um, so, say hi, Morgan. Hi there. Hello. So, we're sitting out here by the water. It's really pretty. We just got visited by a cicada spend that came some, by. Spent some good quality time with the... With the cicada. Yeah, he crawled on uh, my finger and he hung out on my arm for a while. And, and he, he tried. Slipped, he slipped on your arm hair. Yeah, he was trying to like figure out where to go. <laughs> so he starts like hiking along and then the arm hair was a little hard for him to get traction in. So that was funny. And then he transferred over to Morgan. Yeah, and, whenever, uh, whenever they yeah, transfer they bonded. onto, uh, whenever the cicada transfers from like it's safe before it starts to walk onto it. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny how it did that. It was like tentatively putting out one of its arms, <laughs> like, like one of its help hands. Me up, help like me it, up. Yeah, it's like it's putting one of its tiny little hands on your giant finger. Yeah. So like you really feel like a giant in this moment, and you almost feel its nervousness. Like, is this staying safe? Timid. Are you cool? Uh huh. And then it realizes, yeah, it's cool. Okay, I'm gonna crawl up on here. I'm just gonna kind of use you like a tree. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it is like. On some level, I feel like it knows that you're alive, but it probably doesn't know that there's much of a difference between you and a tree, mm-hmm. maybe, right? We, we might be more unpredictable than the tree. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that it could be sensing, like, energetically. I'm not right. sure what, what we're putting off to them. Curious. I wonder, like, how... Because you were wondering how... What is it like? What does the world look like to them? We are looking at their funny little red eyes. And that's... Uh, I feel like the cicadas just are showing us how to die really, um, uh, like to not have too much attachment to death because like as I'm sitting here, it's just, um, a lot of them are dying right now all around us. So today I had that opportunity, uh, to really for its shell and its evolution, but for its just like personality or it's a little bit deeper into that appreciation, didn't we? Yeah. So I was noticing playful too. That was the first time I've interacted with one you know, like, uh, consciously, like, tried to interact with the thing since I was a kid, and the last time we had this many of them come around, and that was, uh, that was cool. It's a shared experience, and it's nice to have another shared experience of sharing something that's not about, you know, uh, societal, but that it's not just about, like, what'd you have, what's the weather gonna be? But now it's like, did you see how many thousand cicadas were on this tree? Yeah. it's still a direct inquiry about the nature of reality as we're living it right now, and it is a unique phenomenon that's occurring right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the uh, the sounds of them we were talking about, that how they can get into these moments of unison when they're making their sound, and it's like wah, 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 and mm-hmm. how alien a sound that is. Um, I really enjoy it. I think they're, they are pretty fascinating. We were on the land over at Sacred Roots uh, last weekend. At, at different points after we took the tincture all collectively, we would share how it, how it, after I took one of them, it was like I could, I could then be able to hear that, the right. sound of, and, and then be like directed by the sound as well. It's pretty interesting. That's really cool. You know, that's one way to, there's lots of ways to orient into the present moment. And that's a really powerful one that's uh, new and fresh right now is the mm-hmm. cicadas when they're all singing together and they hit those moments of yeah. unison. Because um, yeah, that helps me dial right into the moment. The cicada's cadence. <laughs> the, cicada, the cadence of the cicada. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to listen to, especially if you often will be like in your thoughts too much and be thinking too much in your mm-hmm. mind. Uh, I was, I was uh, grateful for the cicadas in that moment. When I'm, when I'm meditating, to allow things that used to be like annoying distractions to start just becoming like that bell during like Zen meditation that is utilized or the gong that's utilized to mm. bring you back to the moment. Um, I really like, you know, I can hear the kids playing at the elementary school next door. I can hear a bus or a truck going mm-hmm. by. Um, there can be all kinds of 
of noises. I can hear train, the birds. Yeah. yeah, the train. I can mm-hmm. hear the birds playing on the back of the AC unit mm-hmm. outside my window. Dogs and barking. that, I love birds. Like, I really love birds. <laughs> but these birds on this AC unit, when I first moved into this apartment, were annoying the heck out of me. Like, they'd be chirping up like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to sleep in. They'd be um, just making noise when I'm sitting there trying to meditate. And it's like right in my ear because it's right next to the window. Mm-hmm. And they're so loud. And they're fighting with each other and this and that. I'm like, ah. I finally just let the dog barking and uh, birds chirping or fighting with each other become another aspect of the now that can call you back to it just like that mm. that bell. That's interesting. I have not yeah. thought of that yet. <laughs> I like that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It can work. Yeah. I definitely, whenever we moved closer to the train, we... Or I noticed that moving really quickly and passing by really, you know, just really fast. And Ooh, hopeful way of treating those moments. So now every morning when I hear the dog that I used to be like, why is that? Because is that the dog barking or is that God barking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it is that too, though. That's the funny part. The dog is and the uh, God. And, you know, we can they use are, God yeah. interchangeably for the, for the great mystery of life. And when we see God in everything, then we can... We can look at the dog barking as nudging us closer. I dig it. Mm-hmm. And I one. want that that sense of like open wonder for these moments, for life itself, to be available to all people, and to, for all of us to know that it's even if you uh, wish to be very atheistic in your viewpoint, that this great mystery is still uh, so wondrous and so easy to be in reverence of because it is such a vast un, in, incomprehensible miracle um, we can still be in a place of amazement with the moment mm. and um, yeah so the train going by that made me think of like so we're, to, was that helping you with like the ideas of attachment and so you're saying like things change quickly that's, that's part was, of how would that help you with it was bringing me back to the present moment yeah very cool mm-hmm Without, yeah. That was giving me, like, the insight to, the, like, the finite nature of life that it goes mm-hmm. by quickly, too. Mm-hmm. And it can be interrupted, and, and so just, like, finding ways to just, like... Uh, Roll with interruptions. Yep, yep be awesome. happy with, with something that some people might find as to be annoying. Yeah. Enjoy it for, for what it is. Have you ever noticed, like, when you spill the milk in the kitchen kind of moments, uh-huh. and you laugh at yourself <laughs> instead of, like, it becoming a hugely frustrating yeah. ordeal like it used to be yeah. the first 15 times? <laughs> it's like yep. a tragedy. I, and then uh, it can turn into just, like, you laugh and you just clean it up without even a second's hesitation mm-hmm. or a moment of stress. Yeah. When I do it myself, I, I don't really have anybody to yell at. Uh, yeah, that, that too, right? But when my kids are always spilling things, I have a lot of opportunity. Do this together. Let's clean this up together. No, it's okay. And I'm yeah, constantly, these things happen. We just I'm clean it up. constantly having to adjust mm. that from uh, from that place of... Cool. I like that. How you how you put it. Mm-hmm. We felt angry and now we're just going to clean it up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool because you're noting that the anger happened but it's okay mm-hmm. even that the anger happened that's just and that's so cool because then you're you're helping your children learn to not resist those moments mm-hmm. and even if they do get angry that's part of the process of learning we don't have to be angry mm-hmm. but it's okay and it helps you get over the, the anger more quickly identify an emotion as it arises and stress and mm-hmm. physical but ailments but it happens so quickly that you can't act you can't always you can't always figure it out you know, you can't always habitually identify when that's happening within one psyche. I can see how useful that will be to being able to reorient oneself a little bit more quickly mm-hmm. each time around as we experience something like anger or frustration or stress arise. It comes quite naturally from that, that clear space of presence that we, that we can return to with these different Mm-hmm. Um, smell can be really powerful. Smell, the picture of one's guru or teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, candles or candles. light. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, it's, it's really cool that we can tune in a moment even when we find ourselves a little bit disconnected and we can open up that door to the awareness patiently. Um, it's, it's, a really, it's a very 
Well, I guess that's like kind of like a self-compassion that we practice with ourselves, that in practicing that we can help others learn to orient by. And uh, I like how that feels like it results in a more peaceful world, mm-hmm. one person at a time. There's yeah, a sense of cutting away that you have to let go of a lot of things or beliefs. Yeah, attachment yeah, to attachment. the ideas, um, certainties. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutes. Yeah, absolutes. Mm-hmm. And and I, I so get what you mean talking about how we try to address the outer to deal with the inner turmoil mm-hmm. uh, that we all experience. So yeah. I was very, you know, involved and uh, I was very interested in following politics mm-hmm. and um, protesting the war in Iraq. And I remember spending a lot of time identifying as an activist. And I still want to be active in, in ways that, ways of being, loving interest in the world. Mm-hmm. Self righteously spoke to people when I tried to express my angst and my concern over the politics and the war itself. Was it um, helpful? It was not helpful. I realized I was, I was pushing a lot of people away. Mm-hmm. And I was also hurting myself psychologically, um, yes. traumatizing myself, <laughs> maybe more so than I needed to be to be able to still be loving and capable and helpful in the situation and it was hard to understand how to deal with a a traumatic situation like that Mm -hmm. Um, just the trauma of knowing it was happening and really feeling quite certain that it was wrong Um, and maybe that's correct maybe that was absolutely correct but um, regardless of that the the intensity of of my self-righteousness self-righteous self-righteousness I think was more detrimental than it was helpful. To yourself? To myself, to the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember reading the idea that even if we had a successful revolution tomorrow morning, we <laughs> took over this government, and we put all the people that we think would be the best people in place, um, we would still become so corrupt so fast all over again. Right. Um, to support a system like that would take a long time. It'd take a long time. We really would have to be much more peaceful mm-hmm. people within ourselves to be able to pull that off. And mm-hmm. and it still feels like there's so much. Like Gandhi or something. I don't yeah, know right. Good... We'd all have to be on on Gandhi's level and okay. a bunch of Jesus Christ and Buddhas uh-huh. running the show. <laughs> and we're not there yet. We're and we're we're still yet. we're still uh, dealing with a lot of you know we could call it corruption or greed or fear or what have you. But these powerful drivers that put us into modes of being that maybe aren't so uh, sustainable for long-term survival of, the, of a species, um, maybe we're, we're still prone to being in those places because we haven't done the inner work mm. that we need to do as individuals mm-hmm. to be able to create a more peaceful and just society. And, and so when that realization really started to hit me, and it all came down to hearing one of those old quotes like if you want to change the world change yourself mm-hmm. be the change you wish to see in the world mm-hmm. those kinds of old adages um, the wisdom of that was something that was really easy to see in first glance and then it started becoming deeper and deeper and deeper over time and it kept coming up to me through some years of trying to be involved in activism in productive ways and uh Realizing, oh my gosh, if I want to be really effective here in this mm-hmm. realm, you got to work on yourself, kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you really got to work on yourself, too. Because if we're really being honest, we know the ways we can beat ourselves up. If it was something that was done to you at a young age, and so that goes back to how you're communicating with your kids. I'm ex- there's, there's anger that I'm experiencing right now and teaching mm-hmm. them how to be able to do that. So crucial. I, I feel so crucial because of how easily we can waylay ourselves yeah when you're talking about when we're in that place of deciding we for me since it's become like an occupation Um, any bad vibes into a place that already is toxic right it's already heavy stuff let's let yeah let's let the factories be toxic let's let the you know the corruption be toxic Mm -hmm. let's let the greed 
pain of seeing that toxicity mm -hmm. is, is causing a reaction in us mm -hmm. that is more of that, you know, this was done to us, so now you should know how it feels. Yeah, like, almost. that's not exactly what we were taught. In or like a sense of just, school. like, you want to show, like, yeah. visceral anger and yeah, insults angering. even at these yeah. people that would do such a thing. But no, that doesn't seem quite right either. Right. And so how can we then? come from a space mm -hmm. of love? Because mm -hmm. it is love that is allowing us to see that this is wrong. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong happening here, and it's really bubbling up some rage inside of me. Mm -hmm. And there's, so there's a lot of energy there. Something wants to happen. But it bothers me because it's counter to compassion. It's counter to consideration. It's counter to, to caring and being thoughtful about the repercussions of our actions. So we see the toxic factory, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, c coming to expressing how we feel about something like that from a space from, of love that, that can be heard. Mm -hmm. But even the people that are really uh, across the aisle from us on this, um, that seems to be where the real magic can happen. Mm -hmm. And getting to that place is really difficult. And I, I don't blame people for feeling that just rage or something like a war or the toxic factory that's happening. Mm -hmm. Or the abuse of the people that happened for so many years that should never have happened. Um, and, we see, and we see so many examples of this in our world. And so many righteous and good things to be, to be really amped up and excited about being a part of mm -hmm. and helping and changing. Um, I, and, I, and I realized personally, um, I was not being as effective as I could be. And how can we be more effective in this? If, if society is made up of all of us, you know, it's not something separate from us. All of we individuals make it up. Realizing the key to changing society, beginning with ourselves, is, is, mm -hmm. is a high order. And it's a really intimidating thing, and it also almost feels like a dismissal of activism or of movements, and it shouldn't be that either. I don't want it to be that either, because there are no, but there's things that we should and can be engaged in. That, but there's, there's, yeah. it's an anchor point for us, or, an, or a way to orient from that is... Well, yeah, but to say that would be that the monks aren't doing their part, you know, mm, like... Yep. They're obviously doing exactly what they're called to do when what they're sitting in right. silence or, you know, meditation. Yeah. So how can the artist and, and the monk and the activist mm -hmm. and the uh, professional lawyer or doctor or whoever one is, politician even, uh, media personality, how can everyone be more effective versions um, of these dharmic roles that we've taken on? Mm. And... And that it really is taking on the responsibility of being stewards of this planet um, from, I think, the necessary wisdom that we're going to need to be able to pull off the, the radical changes we need to, to continue on being. Um, Keep working with our attachments. Yeah, to, to be able to be a, a steward of this planet and for maybe long term into the future um, in ways that are more be beneficent to life on this planet and each other and it, that is a high level of responsibility I can feel very intimidating to, to take on yet it's also like hmm, coming back into this moment experiencing, of ourself, experiencing ourselves as these highly capable outgrowths of this living planet with the potential to be amazing stewards of it right mm -hmm. um that's actually really exciting and almost uplifting, and that, that gets us back into adventure mode a little bit, maybe. It awakens the inner warrior inside of us a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm yeah, interested about that juxtaposition. That, that then you can't explain that start to happen when you, when you start to live into your by something you can't see or hear mm -hmm. or feel or, or whatever. I mean, just yesterday, yes. I met a friend in the Home Depot parking lot, and he was giving me like this sound system for an upcoming event and the person next to us was so now I'm like introducing two people that are neighbors to each other and I'm inviting one to the event and and it was just like a, wow. a continuation of like being in the right place and talking to the right whatever you know little nudge you're hearing and that's yes. and that's the 
that's getting quiet. That's listening to, mm. that's discernment, right? That's mm. the, the and, yeah, and you right. listen and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because now my heart's telling me to do this. And so if we can continue to teach our children to listen to their heart. Just being able to be out in nature. Yep. Was it you or somebody else that said, what if the earth loved you? Me, um, but I would really like that. Yeah, they were talking about, like, how would you interact with the earth? Cool. Yeah. And it does. It though, does doesn't show it? love, yeah. No, I mean, it really does. I mean, it does it through animals. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it does do it with plants in some way. We don't entirely understand sure it. definitely. Plants. The plants are just, like, waiting for us to, to eat them and to, like, interact with them. Really need the way that flowers at some point started to express themselves on this planet like plants started to have flowers Mm -hmm. and what a neat moment that must have been for the (laughs) insects of that era you know that were like what is that thing it's so bright and beautiful it's this day we're still amazed by those flowers and Mm -hmm. they teach us something all kinds of things yeah so i really like the i really like the idea of children becoming more having having that access to the awareness of the present moment in ways mm. that help them anchor in to being more loving, uh, patient stewards of this world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really covers all the bases. That love orientation because it puts love, us into yeah. this this wide open willingness to consider everything that's happening is mm-hmm. like an unconditionality to the, to this kind of love capital L love that allows a depth of thoughtfulness that I, I don't believe is accessible any other way and it's such a profound capacity that we have and how deep it runs um how useful it is in orienting ourselves through life. It always seems to have the answer. If I mm-hmm. look through eyes of love, I, I, I feel like there's always, at least it's going to orient me in the right, in, yeah. a, in a closer direction. On You mm-hmm. know, get me into that wavelength a little bit more where I, we can be more receptive to what someone else is expressing and we ourselves mm-hmm. can express things in ways that are easier to accept mm-hmm. or hear or align or understand or commune with. Synchronicities, you're talking Mm -hmm. about those clues that happen, those moments Mm -hmm. that tie things together. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some interesting examples of those that you've experienced in life? Are there any in particular you can think of? Because sometimes they're very fleeting (laughs) and they're very subtle. Sometimes they're very pronounced. And then they they go just as quickly as they they come. And it's like uh, going... And then it takes away that that all oh, that judgment that you feel when you are in an interaction with a human. But what if you were in that relationship with a tree and they were just growing? And you, yeah. would, you would you say, oh, I wish you would quit losing your you know leaves, or I wish you would. You grow that why, way. Why did you grow yeah. that way? Why did you? Well, there's another tree in the way, and then there's fruit? a rock over there, and yeah. then it was like really hard to get growing at first. So I have, I have a weird crook in my <laughs> trunk right here, yeah. and. Uh, why didn't yeah. you tell me? It's like, well, I'm a tree. It's like, oh, okay. Well, if you're a tree, you know, then that's okay. You're if if just, we could see everything that everyone else had been through, it would provide a lot of ex- explanation mm-hmm. as to why people are the way they are. And it's, it's really many, helpful. Many types of trees out there. Yeah, and it's helpful when we've experienced um, difficulty with a person mm-hmm. um, to remember that. They are. They're like a just something else growing in this world, mm-hmm. and God knows what they interacted with when they when they were a young plant or tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> or what they're and, interacting or, with now, or how they're or what they're interacting with now, mm-hmm. and um, how that can go down for generations. You know, like a kind of an ill way of you know an ill attitude or a, maybe not so constructive way of handling things can be handed down for several generations in a family line, mm-hmm. and. The person and, and some grandchild one day is the person that maybe breaks that right. pattern, but it wasn't their fault right. that they were in that pattern. It wasn't their parents' fault that they were. Their they parent was in that pattern. You know, it's it's way. hard. You know, how far back do we go? Uh, you go all the way back to the very 
you know, to the Big Bang. And we go through those moments where, you know, when you're young and you're trying to figure out within yourself, like, is there a God? And if there is a God, why would it let these things go <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, and all, and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, Such a horrible yeah, you could see all the way back to that. And uh, is there any answer for that? Mm-hmm. And is it possible to see that a God, if there is a God, could be so loving and at the same time pr- uh, so allow for this surrender, existence to yeah. have so much pain and suffering mm-hmm. and struggle and mm-hmm. things that are really hard to account for or come up with any like good reason for like yeah yeah you know like um, well, I was listening to a podcast the other night where they were talking about this and they're like you know there's crazy diseases mm-hmm. that people experience there's worms that do disgusting things mm-hmm. and impoverished countries to large numbers of people and right. like, why does any of this stuff happen why mm-hmm. would a god be considered loving that would allow any of this maybe god is a tree <laughs> maybe god is like a tree maybe mm-hmm. god is very much benign mm-hmm. or or to, to these things or maybe it's that the universe itself is ruthlessly neutral or maybe it is also that it is infinitely loving mm-hmm. and it's a paradox it's all those things at once and it's infinitely loving such that perhaps, maybe not, but perhaps there is an experience after death, maybe, or at the end of one's life. Oftentimes, it does seem to occur, sometimes people talk about these experiences. Maybe there is an absolution. Maybe there is a potential for absolution, or there is a healing, or there is a love so great behind everything that can heal and absolve and make up for all the pain that one experienced in a, in a, in a life. Mm. And it's something about that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. Strikes me as true, and I don't know why. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've had some experiences of intimations of love so great and so profound mm-hmm. that perhaps something like that is possible beautiful healing consoling absolution after maybe in their flashback experience Mm -hmm. as they're passing or maybe if there is an afterlife in that afterlife Mm -hmm. yeah that this whole unfolding of existence that we call life maybe the horrible experiences that so many species that got to come into life and even get self-reflective as ourselves experience Maybe we're building up, you know, because we think ourselves separate, but really, you know, we're these outgrowths mm-hmm. of this living planet that have gained self-awareness. And we think of ourselves as separate, yet we're intertwined with everything around us and we're treating, treating atoms literally with the objects around us in this very moment and with each other. And we are really this kind of this one thing that can experience itself as separate entities as well. If we look at the universe and then we look at the earthlings that we are and maybe this one thing is evolving towards ever higher levels of stasis and communion and love Um, on a planet such as ours maybe we will go into a direction that absolves all the hell that the disparate disparate parts of us once went through as well Um, I guess that doesn't absolve the uh, individual trauma of anyone seemingly separate individual experience well maybe it does somehow I don't know I'm searching here (laughs) I'm searching for understanding too Mm -hmm. it is comforting to be able to you know to sit with you and to to sit with others deep love that yep, has absorbed that I've experienced in my own life that mm-hmm. absolves the hell I've been through, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm thinking maybe there is a macro version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off there. No, you didn't yeah. cut me off. You were just elaborating. Yeah, no, it's it's but, a journey for a lot of people, and the hope is just that people can can come to. Always, my biggest hope after I experienced deep suffering was oh, I got to tell everybody just to go to. The, <laughs> don't have to experience yeah, all you the suffering. Do is <laughs> the go, whole world will be yeah, better. <laughs> yeah, just please avoid the route that I took so that you can get there without having to mm. experience this level of pain. I, I was, I was. You and know, sometimes they're gonna have, have to make to those mistakes, through. learn the hard yep. way like we did. And yep. so, and sometimes I think by example, 
mm-hmm. not even realizing when we're doing it half the time, we are demonstrating ways and shortcuts around certain scenarios for people, alternate routes we that are. actually show the... We are making the, it a little, a little bit better yeah. through our... Tri- and that's, I guess, the... Yeah, that's we're helping the map out gateway. To, hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. That's and, our hope, at least. That's and my signify humble, to some degree why this direction naivety. wasn't good for us, and in mm-hmm. our uh, and, and just our way of being. Or maybe that they could go through it a little quicker than we did. I hope that. Or something. Yeah, and I do believe for you. You've watched others go uh-huh. through their path, and you thought, "Oh, okay, so I don't have to hold on to that as long as yeah. uh, you know they held on to oh, it." Oh yeah, now right. Can, now I can move through that. And I love seeing that in people, and then also seeing the ways that they're beyond. Like, there's an aspect of them that's beyond an aspect of me. Like, they're right. <laughs> very socially tuned. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, sometimes some people are great at talking with people and really mm-hmm. being very attuned to other people's experiences mm-hmm. and lives. And, like, you know, I noticed this in people. Um, and I think it's one of the sweetest things that people do. Um, it's just asking, like, oh, so how's the family? How's this and that? And really meaning it. <laughs> You know, and really meaning it. And that's mm-hmm. something that some people are really especially good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just really wanting to listen and get to, <laughs> and get to know about other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate when someone is that way with me. I really appreciate that, too. And my, my grandfather was always like that mm-hmm. with people. My, I have an uncle that's like that in a lot of ways. I have a and, friend, yeah. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And um, even if they're very close in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um in, in these ways, they're very open, and it's it's so neat to see how we're all a little bit enlightened mm-hmm. in different, in very different ways, mm-hmm. and very unique, particular ways to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, we all have something to learn from even this most seemingly simple-minded we're person. All equal, yeah. Yeah. And and that we all have something to to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and also yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to see the things people do and not judge them. Um, and just see them as kind of the repercussions of generations of this or that activity still Mm -hmm. kind of expressing itself through a person. You have Um, to always question, like, whose voice is that inside of your head mm, when you, when a judgment comes across? mm, Because it's not, yeah, because it's it's a lot of the time it's not just Morgan's voice or Chris's voice coming in and absolutely everything and everyone we've experienced before. Aspiring to love everybody, yeah. It's also isn't that who we are? Mm -hmm. Aren't we an amalgamation of everything that's Mm -hmm. happened to us? Everyone we've ever experienced. They're Mm -hmm. a part of every sentence that we say in some way. yeah. And then, of course, there's our own little twists that our own little self-reflective uh, um, conscious awareness has been able to put onto mm-hmm. what we've absorbed absorbed from the world around us. So it's like this giant thing that we're all continuing together. It's, it's a We really are the world. The world really is us. Mm-hmm. Like we created language. The people before <laughs> us created language. We're using that language right now to express their voices their intent, intentions are still living through us, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. that's that's such a profound thing. It is. To stay focused and to listen, because listening can really be difficult for <laughs> It'd me. It can be hard for me, too. I'm and, so ADD. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching the stream go by. Exactly, and, you know. yeah. <laughs> so when we, when we... It's just something to notice. Like, when we have our eyes closed, mm-hmm. are, we, are we tuning in? Are we tuning something out? Your yeah, attention your focus open, itself in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. So you can focus the hearing a little better. Yeah, fear is just a really powerful... I thought I had such a... I thought I had such an understanding of it, and then something will happen, and you just get... And you're like, okay, but this is not... This is not actually reality. You know, it, the fear is not the place. Like there's what the amygdala is for. Yes. Yes. You just have to... You have to... I don't like out of it and be like, okay, is this a... Is this a real thing that I should be how that self-care um, all the way down deep into our psychology how we care for ourselves how in our safe spaces we can fill them with distractions that mm-hmm. take us away from having to deal with the complicated difficult challenging things and in, in outer existence and within ourselves or they can also be like cocoons like you were saying, that are comfortable, right. sacred spaces for transformation, for healing, for mm-hmm. rejuvenation. Uh, to the degree that I start actually organizing a little bit and beautifying uh, yeah. my local area. Mm-hmm. And the more that I do that, I, the more I realize I'm being responsible 
And in being responsible, I'm being responsive to what mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Instead of covering over and avoiding what is, which creates all these little hidden resistances and mm-hmm. stressors and strains within ourselves and our body-mind. Opening to those things that we clench and hide and reel away from within ourselves. And it's a process of oscillation mm-hmm. and commitment and recommitment. Yep. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's we, a really... Yeah, we don't even know how it happens sometimes. Yeah. We just fall out and we come fall back in. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons the I wanted to others. talk with you. Mm-hmm. I talked with my uh, a good friend of mine, Gary, on this podcast previously. Mm-hmm. Gary Burgle, who's a professor at Blue Ridge Community College and is also a photographer and an artist and uh, very interested in these deep questions of life and how may we be of service to this world. And uh, I've seen you working on that yourself mm-hmm. in, in a very honest, forthright way and also being vulnerable and sharing. Because for, for a while there, once we started reconnecting and talking again recently, um, I was like, wow, she's so disciplined. She's so beyond me, this idea of me that I have in my head, right? She's, she's so much further down the path in this way that she's doing these things. It's so cool and admirable. And, uh, and then I saw you being vulnerable, and I was like, oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> thank you so much a, for yeah, being vulnerable, too, and showing that it's, it's like re- reminding me that I'm, I'm overjudging mm-hmm. and comparing myself. And, and I love this oh, old course. saying by J- Jiddu Krishnamurti where he says, what if we lived life without an ounce of comparison? Mm-hmm. And I've had these thoughts about how, like, since, I don't know when it began, but probably around the time maybe of, of ancient Egypt, when we started to get really good at construction and measuring objects so that we could construct them in increasingly sophisticated ways, we started to measure everything in our environments, mm-hmm. and we started to even measure ourselves against one another mm-hmm. in a psychological way that maybe we hadn't really done um, in that way before, and it started... Like in the garden. Yes. When we're comparing is, is there's this where we end up judging oftentimes other people. And one of the really most subtle ways that we, ju- that we judge, which is really hard to catch at first, is how we judge ourselves mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Always judging ourselves. Oh, my God. And that's why we get so upset is comparing because we're judging ourselves for the way we feel, too. Not the just way other we look, people the way we us. feel. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to feel like that. Why am I feeling this? And if we would just say, I'm sad today, I'm just Igno- I like that. Just acknowledging it, it and letting it be there for a minute. Because maybe it need, it, it's, it's, we're in that space because there's something that's trying to surface. Instead. Yeah, instead and we start we resisting it. it. Yep. And then we push it into this yep. hard little ball inside might, of ourselves. This tense, re- hard little ball that's hard to pierce. <laughs> it's such a journey, though, when it, I see it with a lot of people in my life is like this teaching yep. in a way without, without even realizing even, it without oftentimes. even realizing yeah. it they're showing me how to exist but just by embodying mm-hmm. who they are right. being comfortable and I used to admire people like that so much when I was just at the beginning of like seeking and finding out what it, yeah not an idyllic vision either they could be mm-hmm. Chris Farley out right. there <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. showing people uh-huh. how to love cheering other people up uh-huh. and just being joyful oh yes and like my guru Maharaj is like this huge person I've never met him but he's just like he's not any like supermodel person he's like this crazy amazing and and so when I first saw him in um, Nisargadatta Maharaji Maharaji uh, uh, yeah the reincarnation of Hanuman or whatever he um, is Ram Das's guru as well who he followed when he went out but it's just like the 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 stare like the the loving gaze just to be able to love for the very sake and to be questioning constantly to be in that state of wonder Mm -hmm. i think that that really keys us in back into the presence and back and and puts us in a posture that is able to be loving Mm -hmm. and and uh interested it's in this way, why is it that I would take on myself that way or other people would do that? And all of a sudden you start to see how it rattles down of generations of pain and, and miscalculations and misunderstandings. And it's okay that we've not handed things down perfectly because we're still figuring it out. We're in the midst of this long multi-billion year evolution cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we weren't born perfect angels at the end of evolution. And we're, we're these wonderful of this living planet that its self is learning in so many different ways as it goes and 
constantly improves and how in interesting it is that it turns into species like us sometimes that as uh, thoughtful as we can be because we are still in the midst of this process we are already writing poetry and painting pictures and appreciating sunsets and singing songs and caring for one another in, in such in such beautiful myriad ways mm -hmm. there's so many ways that one can be loving and thoughtful and considerate and uh, just the tiny little things that you even see kids do to cheer each other up or cheer mm -hmm. someone up that seems sad mm -hmm. um, that just come to us innately as human beings yeah, and when we're when we're doing things with love, so like with your podcast and what you are offering to people, is um, is a gift. Yeah, we're doing that, mm -hmm. and we're doing it in like a process of co-creation. It feels like mm -hmm. it's like we're back in alignment with the the whole movement, with the flow of the maybe exi existence itself. It certainly feels like the optimal stasis for a human being to be in. Mm -hmm. It's most conducive not only to personal ex experience and enjoyment of of reality, but for one's ways to like. Sometimes there's a lot to purge, way. you know. But cre creativity, art, uh, and expression is is such. It can be such a uh, helpful way. I love the saying of like create art as if everyone you were worried about judging you were dead. Cool. Like, that's not the actual quote, but that's how I feel as an artist, is that, you know, I wow, should be creating... Yeah, I should be creating from a place that... From, you know, a place that I, I wouldn't be... To give other people, like, maybe share the, the permission. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of express right, that this right. is something you're allowed to do, too. Yep, yeah, the freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In so I love, many ways, we that. are doing performance art all the time. Because I get... Yeah, right? We're all, like everything that hopefully I'm doing is 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 seen from somebody's eye as a performance, you know. Didn't tell oneself to do that, isn't it? That an interest inside, how? <laughs> like we're still preventing like, ourselves sometimes. Yeah, because there's a part of me that's been afraid of like I don't want the ego taking over and I become this conceited person, like an Axl Rose or something like that. <laughs> that's like not why I'm inter in interested in like rock music, for instance, which is one of the things that I do. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to be in those traps, and I get that. And it I, is a trap. It is it's a not trap. Real. It's and a it's really trap. cool how it's there's an, an other side trap. to Nobody's the ego of being afraid to express itself uh -huh. authentically in the world. Uh -huh. And so there's, a, there's the other side of that. <laughs> it's trying to protect it's like, it's, it's like either I, I'm trying to be out there and project something mm -hmm. uh, in a very outward, um, extroverted way that is seeking and needing attention to feel validated, or... I'm shutting myself down and being afraid of the world mm -hmm. and expressing myself fully and authentically because I'm yeah. afraid of, again, what people will think of me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so how, all, how do we all find... All we want is to be seen, yet we're uh, terrified of, of being seen. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I know I would like that. <laughs> I, I know there's a part of me that really is also, there's like, um, there's a part seen. of me that's trying to address something that's been a concern since I've been very young, which is like, where the heck is this world going Mm -hmm. This world is like, it seems to be losing its mind and it's falling <laughs> apart and there's so many bad things happening and how do we reorient and how can I feel comfortable in this world that seems like it's aiming itself to fly headlong off a cliff and, uh -huh. and you know, and so I think a lot of um, my initial activism was trying to find ways to feel like I was addressing something in the world in some way that could help just to feel a little bit more secure. Mm -hmm. be a part of that change mm -hmm. um, that I wished to see. But ultimately, I would do want to help others mm -hmm. feel more comfortable and safe and secure in the next generations that come. And, yeah. then, and then, okay, so there's that. And so that's taken us into love and orientation there. Um, if I'm not doing it from my place of fear, outright mm -hmm. fear for the future, it's also, well, I care about the future. Okay, mm -hmm. I can orient myself here. What would you? What would you be doing if you weren't, you know, living in that will have a lot of, um, yeah, a difficult relationship with lack mindset and abundant mindset mm -hmm. and how they interact and how that shapes their experience with life and all kinds of ways. Uh, because that's part is. of the limiting factor in my own ability to create a cohesive vision. And of yeah. course, when we're trying to fulfill goals, the more 
you can flesh out a vision. Yeah, the more realistic it becomes. Because if I were a human, like a prehistoric, in prehistory, and I was living with my uh, Neanderthal crew, my tribe, Uh and the stream is running dry where we live Uh we're going to get up and find another stream it's just because that's the responsible thing that you do Mm -hmm. um and i want it to be on that level maybe Mm -hmm. um i just want to be rid of these of this ego's attachment to outcomes Mm -hmm. this ego's attachment to the ideas of itself the biggest problem wanting to prove itself or be worthwhile in the world Mm um i just want to be involved truly and honestly with the world as it is as it is mm-hmm. and and perhaps realize the dharma of this human animal that I inhabit mm-hmm. in in a way that is is loving and useful and helpful in the world um, but you know those two pages I shared with you from the book that I was reading mm-hmm. um the way that that was expressed there, this idea that one has given oneself entirely over to God, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a lot to surrender oneself fully. Like, and you ask, like, what would I be doing? What would I be doing if I hadn't? See, I'm already starting to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see many different avenues things could have gone, let's say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to rate or judge sure, everybody. Them. Yeah, everybody. I just want to see them as they are right now and mm-hmm. say, okay, there's a part of me that does want to be of greater service to the world. And if I allowed myself to do that, then mm-hmm. I would be probably you working are hard on... to do that right now. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't one, that what we're doing? Mm-hmm. That's what thing, we're trying to chip away at. The one thing that I'm you know constantly finding that i'm superhuman about is that yeah yeah, it's a fine line of like i can trust myself to do it but then also feeling like surrender in its own way to be like oh this is not actually hello hello we don't actually know what's what's um but we think we do get attached to like a certain path and a certain yeah yeah, idea of where we could go what we could be Decrease orient- our suffering. We'll have a huge right? idea yeah. about what will decrease our oh, suffering. Oh yeah. And we think we know, like, oh, if I do this, I'll be happy. If I do that, I'll be happy. Or, and then we're like, wait a second, I changed that, and I'm still the same way. Certainty. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, it wants to grasp on. It wants the to grasp onto something that mm-hmm. that, that it can hold an image that of. That will make it better. Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. make it better. Mm-hmm. A firm but, idea of a direction to go. But listening to God means, or or surrendering to God means. To completely, definitely are creating a reality every single second. We are, and we can, and it's we like there's a way to fully engage with yep, that. Yeah, and it's 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 the God that is at once everything, and at the yep. same time, each individual one of ourselves, orienting through this existence. So interesting because if I drop a certainty of what I'm supposed to be, and drop the idea of it having to be a certain way, and just know that I want to aim myself in a direction that allows this body-mind, this personage that I get to express through to be of greater service to the world, however that's going to be. That feels... Good. That feels good. (laughs) Yeah, that feels good. You do it for the sake of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do it for the love of it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because it's just the right thing to do at that time. Mm -hmm. And the way to orient oneself to what feels right, again, I think it's just a simple matter of how unconditionally loving is this? Mm-hmm. What what new wideness of appreciation? Yeah. It but, brings back to our our identity of ourselves, though. Turning our minds off, right, and and only regularly, you know, because when when our mind is off, when our when we're trying to just rom rom rom, and when we're trying to head and we're thinking about 10,000 things at once it's it has a harder time like hey remember me knock 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 and I'm, I'm trying to tell you your frame is narrowed we do have to make space to uh, you know to take the noise away and finding letting it. things just yeah yeah just be existing and, and loving 
loving it in front of you for yeah for what even if it's painful right mm. so just yeah saying, just like, thinking how am I gonna escape this <laughs> well, what can I do to distract right, myself from this horrible thing me versus yeah. why is this happening to me yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah right mm-hmm. yeah personalizing mm-hmm. the things that happen and the hope is that we can we can be sharing this these these wounds yeah. in the hopes of you know always trying to that it's a love and orientation without attachment to the outcome. It is. And that is, that's the flow state right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how the basketball player makes that game-winning shot. He's not thinking like, oh, what if I miss this backstep? Right. He's just enjoying the moment fully. Mm-hmm. He's letting his training and his practice flow naturally through him. He doesn't have all this mental operation going on, mm-hmm. this extra um, interpretation going on of the moment. He's not caught up in the past um, reservations of how... He missed the last game-winning shot right. or the future expectation of, oh, if I win this, then this, this, this happens. He's in the moment fully. And so there's less processing of the brain, mm-hmm. um, focusing on a, like amygdala, fear-based orientations. And, and, um, and so yeah, there's just more wave. There's just more room yeah. to think. So we try to, to get to a place where we can be in that flow state more often. Yeah with the knowledge that sometimes in life we have to do things that we in that same uh, flow state or that same like love that you have when you're in a flow state acknowledgements uh-huh. that one's that one's sinking in well for me today like deeper Good. than in that recognition has before like that acknowledgement of the thing that's happening within ourselves that we could easily reach to some distraction to try and avoid the stress of dealing with you mm-hmm. know we can push it down really easily just the acknowledgement of it would allows us to cease that resistance that's occurring and i notice how that resistance is like a clinching within ourselves and yes. our psyche uh-huh. and our physiology and how much that can affect us yeah we are what we eat right we are what we absorb Ingest and absorb yeah there we it is are who we are around and mm-hmm what we want something to make sure if we that just had is, a good conversation then that's great too <laughs> i think we might have just had a great conversation because i'm looking at this and i don't know if it was recording the whole time i remember it all i mean it, it keeps going from record to pause and i see it keeps starting over Well, I say we just pretend it's still going because I have no idea (laughs) if it is or not. We can end it, too. Yeah, we can just end some some chanting or silence. Mm -hmm. I think would be really cool. It's like showing zero, 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 and then it shows like 12 seconds over here, and then it's going to reset. Yeah, and it keeps going from pause to record to pause. I hope it's not literally recording like 5,000 little segments <laughs> that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to link together. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love getting myself into, like, super long editing projects with my podcasts. <laughs> That'll give you a good, oh good my God. experience. You know what? It's just a really cool Olympic-level patience training scenario uh-huh. <laughs> that I'm creating for myself every time I make a mistake. Mm-hmm. In recording a podcast and it ends up being a lot more editing than I wanted it to be. The last episode, I had this mic and I was sitting at my meditation table and this mic was right in front of me. And I had the mic set to where it wasn't so sensitive that I was picking up everything going on around mm-hmm. just my voice. But it was really picking up the air off of my voice a lot because this mic is super sensitive. So I had tons of peaks uh-huh. in the audio file. Right, right. So that you you'd be hearing this sound uh-huh. going. Uh-huh. So I had to take them all out. And there's literally like hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, there's different ways to try and go about this. And so I tried using one little software trick. But that wasn't doing it. And so I really, I really did have to go th- in manually and do it all one at a time. And it was a practice. Such a, such a practice. It's a practice and patience because it's a little uh-huh. bit of a tedious thing that's also like simultaneously addictive because mm-hmm. you're, you're in it now. You're in the mode. You're oh, doing yeah. the thing. I, that reminds me of something else that I recently did. Something in a, uh, I'm sure, something on a spreadsheet. 
and I was just like continuously. Do silence or or chanting too. Or eating. <laughs> but I went back to eating. I'm like I think about blueberries at night now. I get excited for my breakfast. Yeah, it's when you don't every like morning eat is sugar, what I eat. Blueberries are the closest thing to candy. Mm. Frozen blueberries. Too blueberries. much sugar. Uh-huh. Even before? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I was a kid, I would scrape the icing off the birthday cake. Mm-hmm. I'm really sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. But there were some things that would get me. Cookies would get me. Snicker bars would get me. Paydays, mm-hmm. that was another one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mama's cookies, especially. Mm-hmm. Watch out for Mama's cookies. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I like homemade cookies. Mm-hmm. They're, like, deliciously chewy. Yum. I, um lived in Germany when I was three for like six months and so that ruined me but now I just know that I can't have um or they'll just go they'll go away they're so good I'll just eat them and then my body will hate me well sometimes it doesn't but sometimes and that's where it gets tricky it's like oh but my body didn't hate me last time I ate all the sugar like, but now now it does now it will Mm. I love blueberries so much. To figure out, like, how do I approach this? How do I deal? And sometimes it just takes you. Yeah. You know? We feel, we feel our emotions. Well, yeah, you don't, like, expect them either. And then mm. when they happen, you're like, really? This, like, you want to feel like you're immature, not immature, like an amateur. You'll I feel I've like you've experienced this before, and I thought I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And one's patience or ability to cope with difficult right. emotional situations of mm-hmm. different kinds, and then uh, something happens that just sends you reeling. Mm-hmm. And it's always a reminder. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. The the I am the lessons repeat and mm-hmm. they get harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like to level us up to increase our they sure do our aptitude, our capacity for dealing with them. Yeah, and I and I often can like see the silver lining. I feel yeah. that. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good when it starts getting to that place. <laughs> I hope it doesn't completely, you know, same thing as vulnerability. Anytime yeah. you open your heart, vulnerable. I'm not. And it's just like independence or dependence. Like, I can still allow people to help me and still. Yeah. No, that's really know. important, though, is to recognize the part of ourselves that. Yeah. Like, the space filler. Like, you don't need a space, you know, filler, to, too. To learn to tap in. Or think that we want in life, yeah. Or they happen in their own way. Or they'll happen in their own way, mm-hmm. yeah. What do I do? I, I did, I put that there last time. I didn't like the way that looked. And so I'm just like, but that's like, it's not reaching, but it's me trying to figure out what is it? What am I missing? You know, what am I? And the put things places into the right place that, that yeah, can benefit that, me and stuff. That fix it, yeah. yeah. And and I know when I painted the boys' room, that made me feel room in their whole life. Like, I was just like, they're cared for, they're loved, because they have rainbows on their walls. I know, I know the I same thing though. will happen in my room. Like, when I paint, you know, a big-ass painting of, of like... Yeah, that's powerful and intention. And then it would be just like, oh, okay, I'm home, or whatever. Oh, I like the power of that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and there's no way to avoid it then at that point. You can't, like... <laughs> not True. see the love or not feel the love or and Aww. so but I haven't figured out exactly what it is that I'll paint but when that happens I'll feel like yes well that was close this one mm-hmm. cool yep clap yep chant that you would like to do okay. I would love to well. do it <laughs> the break out of was like with my conversation with Gary I was so in ego mode the whole time I was like how do I break out of this I'm trying to figure out how to be an interviewer and have an interesting podcast overthinking the whole thing so much that um I was barely even able to follow him and I felt like I learned so much listening back on that podcast Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard that one it's a good one because Gary's really into our um values of you know working families being the (laughs) multiracial Did the crow think the kid was a crow? Is that what just happened, or was there a crow down there? No, there was a kid. Stop for a second. I was like, wait, that was a kid over there. (laughs) But I caught that too, the call and response, Uh and how that crow's response felt like the natural (laughs) response to that. 
was pretty cool. I like the I moments. I don't know if the kid was meaning to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know if he was either. That's kind of what I'm wondering. <laughs> if he was meaning to make a crow. If he was meaning to, yeah. He might have been. <laughs> I got, yeah, I did, I got to say that, oh, cool, you did a graceful fall now, too. Yes. And we both kind of caught ourselves well enough towards and like full body into the ground experience. <laughs> We're good at falling. That's a good thing. This, uh, is, this is still recording. Thank you all so much for listening, for tuning in to this episode of Actual Eye Podcast. And thank you more. Um, is there anywhere that anyone can find any of your art? Or... Okay, reach out to me through DM or otherwise. <laughs> Um, if you're a follower of the podcast, then uh, maybe you will well, you can hear. Find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Morgan Wisniewski. So there you go. There and you what's go. your uh, Instagram handle? You put a lot of good stuff on Instagram. It's, uh, Morgan, and then it's spelled A D I T I E V I. Morgan Aditi Debbie. Aditi Debbie. Yep. I was curious. Uh, she is the mother of the gods. Aditi Devi is like a Hindu god, and she's like the all-encompassing, expansive life force being. Aditi Devi. She, uh, awesome. How beautiful. Too. So yes. it's the spiritual name that my teacher gave me. That she, that name, I could kind of change my identity and hmm. come full circle. Yep. That's the. Uh... That's the self that we can find and realize in this life. Mm-hmm. How very cool. Tuning in. Hopefully this podcast recorded. If it didn't, then imaginary people that we're not talking to will record another one soon. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.